Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Tim Gaither Podcast, episode 17. My guests today are Alicia Cooper and Johnny Cardinale. They're both working with me at the uh, Laugh Factory in Las Vegas. We're in the green room. Uh, Johnny is opening this week, and Alicia is featuring, but they're both headliners in their own right. So uh, so we're having great shows, and uh, welcome. Alicia Cooper, how you doing? I'm doing great. I'm eating all this free candy in the green room. <laughs> Yeah, we're in a, uh, <laughs> this is kind of a historic room, huh? It yes, is. I mean, think of the debauchery that's going on in here. Yeah, mm-hmm. we're sitting right here by Rodney Dangerfield's chair and with his signature on it. That's yeah. how historic it is. Yeah, and he's got all kinds of signatures on the walls. Yeah. And uh, yeah. And I'm a huge fan of the Rat Pack, and Dean Martin's my favorite celebrity. There's tons of Dean Martin. Yeah, yeah, and unrecognizable John Rivers. There's mm-hmm. a whole lot going on in here. Is that, what, uh, is that what, what got you started in comedy is the Rat Pack? No. But that's what, uh, because I do music and comedy and I don't know, I, I, I just like entertainers. I like all-around entertainers like Dean. Just fascinated by a guy who can get up there, dance a little, crack a joke, sing a song, and keep it all super lighthearted the whole, that's why yeah. Dean fascinates me. Because yeah. he does it all so effortlessly. Yeah, know? and those Dean Martin roasts were, uh, were freaking hilarious. Well, why, they don't really, like the roasts nowadays seem a little more mean-spirited. Like the roasts <laughs> in their day, everybody was enjoying it. Everybody was laughing. Yeah. A lot of it was self-deprecating humor. Most now people. it's just like, bam, bam, how can I cut your throat? Now they say some <laughs> shit like, like uh, what's his name from uh, Jackass was on there, and one of his friends died, and they were making fun of that. And I'm like, God, God damn. damn. Well, nowadays, yeah, it just rough. seems like a place to further your career now. He's, you know what I mean? Like, Let's just say Amy Schumer. She kind of that's how she made her bones. People really know who she was. She kind of said some really. I'm not saying they were bad jokes, but really dirty. People are like, "Who's this girl?" Back then, it was all legends, you know. Right. Bagging yeah, on legends. Now you don't have to be known at all. You have to have a manager that has an end with the show. Well, and then yeah, the people are like, "Who is this?" And then the funny thing is, all the roast jokes are nobody knows who you are <laughs> and who is this fuck face. Yeah, and no, and where's the relationship? You know. Right. And the funny thing you get, the funny thing that while we're recording this, right in the other room, Rich Little is performing. Yeah. And, and part of his act, part of his act, he shows old videos of him on the Dean Martin roasts. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, I, I've seen yeah, his act that's that's times. another cool thing. Um, there's little things about this business that make me realize how cool it is. Like like right now, the fact that we're in this historic room, and like you said, literally feet from us is Rich Little performing in the same room we're going to be in in a couple hours. And uh, and you said he gets a standing ovation every every night almost. Just about every night. Yeah. It's if amazing. he doesn't get a standing ovation, it's because the crowd sucks. Yeah, I've seen him. I've seen his act six times. Yeah. So and once well, he didn't. How old do you think Rich is? Gotta be late eighties. Late eighties? God damn. Everybody in the and <laughs> the footage that he's showing is dead. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it is kind of amazing. Not dead. not only dead, but has been dead for a long time. Dead for a long yeah. time. Yeah. When he shows videos of him like Carson, you're like, well, Carson's been dead since. Yeah. What the nineties? Dean Martin, I know for sure, yeah. nineteen ninety five. And Carson was in his seventies when he died in the nineties. Yeah. And I think they're peers. You know what I'm saying? Like you know. What I'm saying? <laughs> So, yeah, 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 yeah. No, wow. I mean. But I knew he was older, but I didn't realize he was almost freaking 90. Yeah, Jesus. I, like I want to say 84 yeah. for some reason, but I'll, I'll look at a Wikipedia. Right? 84 yeah, for the young. How long have you been doing comedy now, Alicia? <laughs> 17 years. Okay, I've been doing it 18 years, 16 for a living. Uh, you've been doing it 17 years and you started in D.C.? No, I actually start. well, it's a long story. I started in D.C. in around 1996, and I didn't know that people were preparing an act. Because everybody made it look like they were just talking off the top of their heads. So I got inspired by Def Jam. And I, everybody told me my whole life that I was funny. So I would go to these like little open mics and I would jump on stage with no material prepared. 
Yeah. And nobody would laugh. Mm-hmm. Like, they wouldn't boo or anything, but it was just silent as a fuck, you know. <laughs> and I'm sitting here thinking they're haters. Those jokes were terrible. You didn't have anything <laughs> planned? Nothing planned. I was repeating <clears throat> shit I had heard and repeating it poorly. Okay. Like, it was a, ba- a bad joke. <laughs> a bad joke. So I, that takes this, weird guts. <laughs> this was back in the day when people would dress up yeah. to go do comedy. So I got on a pleated skirt, <laughs> stockings. <laughs> Don't dress if you have no material. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so you're looking apart and people are all expecting some good shit. Or nothing. Or if it nothing. makes you uncomfortable to dress up. Like I remember when I first started emceeing, I, w- I was telling my friend James Johan, I was like, <clears throat> God, I hate emceeing. I hate wearing khakis. And he goes, why do you got to wear khakis? And he goes, I don't wear khakis. And I was like, I was like, picture you, you in khakis is kind of hilarious. Yeah, I was like, lie. you don't have to dress up to MC. He's like, I don't. And I was like, well, shit. I wore jeans to the next time I emceed, and it was actually fun, and I didn't feel all weird. Right. Every now and again, I try to wear a suit. And uh, when my grandmother passed away. It was the day I had a show in Reno, and I happened to have a suit with me, and so I wore it kind of in honor of her. But okay. and that didn't feel too off, but uh, it did. It did feel weird. You know, it wasn't my typical self. So how long did it take you to realize you have to have actual jokes? I think I did like three DC open mics of silence. Then I went to <laughs> LA on a vacation with a friend, had a nerve to go upstairs to the belly room of the comedy store and ask if they'll put me up. Wow. And the MC at the time was a guy named Buddy Lewis. He's working on Kevin Hart's uh, Real Husbands of Hollywood. He's doing some other really good things. And um, he was the MC, and I mean, I cracked. The room was packed. Mm-hmm. And you know, they don't mind putting you up first because nobody wants to go up first. Right, totally. So um, just horrible. Oh, man, just bad. So he goes up after me, and this was after TWA Flight 800 had crashed, and TWA didn't even exist anymore. <laughs> but he said, um, she must have left her jokes on Flight 800. Bah! And everybody oh, cracks. Yeah. At your expense. Yeah, you know you suck when you're when you're now the show. But I remember the first joke I told, and it was like your mother's trying to go on wheel of fortune with no arms, and she's spinning the wheel like this. Big money, big money. I took my foot in a circle, and then people looked at me like, "Bitch, die." And I mean, it was was, that was the kind of stuff I was doing. The weird part is, I think that would crush tonight if you did it. (laughs) I had my arms behind my back, swinging my foot around. I was like, "This is gonna kill them motherfuckers!" No, and it killed me. (laughs) So I mean, it was bad. I did that like three times. One time in LA, and never again. Yeah. Um, I remember thinking, I remember thinking, uh, I had done a few open mics and done some material, if you want to call it that, but I remember thinking, I'm just going to go up and talk tonight, I'm going to see how that goes. <laughs> and everybody thinks they's got, they've got that in them, and, they're all, and I remember somebody being like, yeah, good, good luck with that, I'm sure that'll turn out fine, and uh, it did not. Um, you remember your first time, Johnny? Yeah, I've I've had kind of an odd career, I guess, because I sort of started, then I stopped, and I always worked day jobs. I never really took it serious. And then at one time, I finally quit my day job. Then I took it serious, and that's when I started going. But way back in the day, my very first joke, it was someplace on Melrose in L.A. I didn't know that you shouldn't start in L.A. because it's a terrible place to start. Yeah, (laughs) And it was, room was packed, and I thought, I thought this joke was pretty clever. I still think it's okay, but I go, hey, so I heard about this TV show, Coach. What's so funny about the cheap part of the airplane? Dude, not one, not even, no, nobody even cracked a smile. And, this, and the room was packed. 
And I and that was the first time when when you're not used to the silence that you're getting afterwards. Like, how do you stumble into your next joke? Yeah. And it was like the boy. That's when it literally hit me like a wall. Like, I don't. I can't believe I'm still doing comedy after that moment because that's when you go, okay, I'm, I got this. I'm done. I don't need this anymore. And you guys just, know how in the beginning, if you tell a joke, it doesn't work. Everything else flies out of your brain. Yeah. You're just standing there looking stupid. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't realize it was all other comics, though. It was an open mic with all other comics. Oh, yeah, they're not going to gonna laugh anymore. Oh, exactly. That's, so that's, I, didn't, yeah. I didn't realize that's what I was up against. I didn't yeah. know anybody. I didn't talk yeah. to anybody before. So, yeah. Miserable experience. Yeah, there's, uh, there's a lot of things when you first get up there you don't realize. Like, you have a tendency to want to look at the microphone. If you've never had one in your hand, you want to look at it. <laughs> your eyes are just Think drawn to Think about what women it. do with their first dick. <laughs> you just look at it. <laughs> I've heard about you. <laughs> just Is this thing on? We have had uh, we've had an interesting week here. Um, Johnny made a friend. Um, tell us what happened. You made him. He, so, some guy came into the show. Johnny, oh, the guy in the wheelchair. Yeah, he was handy capable. You, you'll tell us the exact story, yeah. but this is all I know is that Johnny met a man downstairs in a wheelchair and was nice enough to invite him to the show, and put him on his comp list. Well, this guy shows up and wants to sit in like the front row, and they're trying to explain to him, "Well, sir, it's not. You can see anywhere in this room. You can see well, but we can't let you up at the front because it's not wheelchair accessible. There's no way to get you up there." And he what had a fit about it? Well, it's 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 yeah. What happens? I just when I'm out and about, if I end up talking to someone, I mention I'm a comic because I just assume it helps the room to get more people to get somebody in the room who right. might not be here anyhow. Yeah. Talking to this guy, he's an older guy and he's in his wheelchair. He's probably, let's say, sixty maybe, and he's in a wheelchair. And but he doesn't really look like somebody who'd be in a wheelchair. It's you know, I mean, he looks fairly healthy yeah. anyhow. But. Just told him, just told him I'd do comedy. He never did. I never. He never did message me to get on the comp list. I didn't know he was coming. Okay. He just dropped my name down below, and they said we don't have it. You know, he goes, no, I'm friends with. <laughs> and then they, he comes up here, and 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 Charles was nice enough to just go, okay, you're not on the list, sir, but I'll I'll let you in without paying. Yeah. You know. Yeah. And he seats him literally dead center, just back, you know, but dead center with a perfect view of the stage. You know, and plus you said he's in a wheelchair. It's nice and it's perfect for him right. and yeah. for anything. There was a wheelchair guy in there last night, sat in the back center, perfect, it, no problems. It, exactly. Plus he's in Wonderful. free. Yeah. And, and, and yeah. then and then the guy, then Charles, the sound guy, goes, "Hey Johnny, did you know this guy?" And he, and I go, and he goes, the, he even asked Charles asked the guy, "How long do you know Johnny?" He goes, "No, I just met him for like an hour." <laughs> and so and so I that would thank God, but anyhow, then I go out there and he goes, "Me, could you just go talk to the guy?" And I go, "Hey man." I go, can you, is everything cool? He goes, well, not really. I mean, is this, I didn't really expect to be sitting here. And I go, well, I mean, you got in for free. I don't really know you. I mean, this is, he goes, yeah, well, you know, I thought you were going to do better than this. And I go, well, hey, man, you're making me look bad to the management. And, you know, it's just, really, just be cool, man. And then I go back to talk, talk to Charles, and I'm just kind of shaking my head going, I don't know, Charles. Let's, hopefully he'll just, he comes wheeling himself out by us and go, that's it. I'm out of here. You know what I mean? Just like a, Thanks for nothing. And then wheels himself out. Keep in mind, when he was wheeling himself out, he was using his legs to propel himself. Huh. So, I mean, mm-hmm. his so legs obviously totally work. Huh? And then Charles, later, the next day, Charles told me he was leaving for the night. Charles is the guy who works here, and uh, the manager. And he saw the guy somewhere in the casino go up to four ladies and go, Hey, ladies, you want to party tonight? <laughs> like, he, he's a strange guy. I don't, yeah. know if these were, I don't know if these ladies were ladies of the night. or. So, anyhow. So, at it, first, he was I had to normal. fill out a form. What's... Yeah, 
You know what I mean? It, yeah. Just, just hey, I'd love to, you know, like that's great. You're as the conversation progressed, did you start to realize that? Did you? We're doing a podcast. podcast. Oh, sorry. Oh, no problem. Sure. Come on. You got to do. Um, yeah. So that's uh, um, that's what happened with Johnny's friend. But as the conversation progressed, did you realize that this guy is? No, he just seemed like a guy who would come to the show, and and again, I tap. I asked him to email me, or I always say, just email me, let me know, and I'll put you on the list, you know. Just yeah, so the guy's in a wheelchair. I just kind of felt bad for the, yeah, you know what I mean? In general. Yeah. And, yeah, and it was just, just turned into a really weird scene. Yeah. You know, where I had to fill out a form just in case he complained to explain exactly my side of the story. They have it on file. Did he, though? He I don't know. I don't know yet, you know. Mm. so I don't know why you would have to. I mean, he didn't even pay for a ticket, right? No, he no. didn't. So there's no and I didn't put his name on the list. So there's so. no record of him being right. there. But now that this happened, I will never invite anybody else to a show. <laughs> it's really made me... I don't have time for incident it, it, reports it, and drama. Yeah. 100%. And, uh, it's made me really think about just inviting anybody. It's a yeah. shame. Yeah. You know what I mean? I'm done. Which yeah. brings me to a different kind of a question as far as people we have to deal with. What's the dumbest thing you personally have heard after a show? Well, for me, I get a lot of times, you're the first time I've ever saw a funny woman. Really? I get that a lot. I think I heard that the other night. I think I heard yeah. somebody say that to you, and I was yeah, like, "Yeah, I think somebody did say it to think, me." The other and, night. and I was just th- sitting there thinking, like, I know you think you're giving her a compliment. <laughs> <laughs> like, all you're doing is bringing up pain, man. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, yeah. yeah. I, I'm, I can't imagine that. That's shit. not. That's not what we want to hear at the end of the night. We don't want to hear anything that makes us sound apart from the rest. You know, just enjoy the show, and you know, the thing is that. When I hear that, what I think is you haven't really heard any female comics. Yeah, exactly. Because we all know. Sure, it's it's know, a numbers it's thing. Of, uh, it, it's a numbers women. thing. Yeah. You know, there's yeah. there's uh, um, it, there's not as many women comedians. So you know, it, it's like there's a there's a shitload of male comedians, and guess what? Most of them are very good. Right. So if you got a smaller population, you know, uh, mm. there's a lot of funny women. Um, yeah. is, is there anybody that that you uh, were influenced by? I was influ- Yeah, I was influenced by Marshall Warfield. My, what happened was, when I was growing up, I was an only child, and my mother, her, she, she's the oldest of nine. My dad's in the middle of six, so it was a big family, other than our house. And um, my cousin Karen was really junky, and she was smoking cigarettes at like 16 and yeah. mouthing off, so her mother kicked her out. Now she'd get a damn reality show. Oh, she, oh she'd have been a uh, catch-me-outside girl yeah. now. But uh, she got kicked out. She was nine years older than me and moved in with us. And my mother would take, you know, take you in. And um, so I always sounded and acted nine years older than I was. And I watched everything that my cousin watched, which was all the comedians. Mm -hmm. So I was listening to, um, remember the lady um, that had the song, uh, that she did the Fuck You, but she did it as an opera, Millie Jackson. So we're in the basement with the music down low. Listen to Millie Jackson, fuck you, fuck you, fuck you, fuck you, fuck you, fuck you, fuck you. I've been elementary school singing fuck you with my cousin. Yeah. So, so I'm listening to everybody, uh, Red Fox, Richard Pryor, Eddie Murphy, then the, then the more improv people like Rudy, uh, Judy Tenuta, um, you know, Gallagher. Uh, we, I'm watching Arsenio. I saw him early on. Uh, George Carlin, uh, you know, just everybody that came through the improv, and I would watch them, Paula Poundstone, Ellen, Rosie, and that's because my cousin watched them. So even before I had any idea about anything doing with comedy, I didn't realize I was heavily influenced by comedians growing up. Yeah, 
Yeah, I would. So. I would. I'd like to hear more of uh, Red Fox's stand up. Oh man! I, I heard he did a show once in Vegas, and he he came out, and they played the Sanford and Son music as he's walking out. Bum, bum, bana, dun, 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 dun. And he, he grabs the mic and he goes, he looks at the crowd, and he goes, "I ain't performing for no forty white motherfuckers." <laughs> he puts the microphone back in, and he walks off, and they play the music again. Bum, bum, bana. <laughs> <laughs> that's all he said. I ain't performed for you, my That's money well spent for that show. What an experience. Yeah, that would be a good experience. Yeah, just to be in the audience when Red Fox telling you to fuck off. Yeah, I mean, just listen to him. He just tells funny stories and they're, they're dirty. And I mean, just funny, dirty stories. I mean, this man just had, and he never ran out. I think he had like, what, 20 albums? Or like, the man never yeah. ran out. He's kind of a for, forgotten giant of the yeah, comedy oh, world. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, right. yeah, he was before Bill Cosby. Bill did it next, but did it clean. Yeah. You know, it's just all those stories. How many damn stories can you remember? Harlem Nights um, is still one of the funniest movies I've ever seen. And it yeah. gets kind of bagged on. And I'm like, what are you yeah. talking about? That's oh, a great Oh, my favorite part was when Della Reese and Red Fox were fighting. Yeah, I know what part you're going to say. <laughs> yeah, she said. What did she say? Well, it was a few of them. One when she said, um, got my mom. Who put the orange juice back in the refrigerator? <laughs> And it's empty. Got my mouth all set from some orange juice and ain't but a swallow in the jaw. And then Red Fox said, well, then swallow it and shut the fuck up. <laughs> that is exactly the part I was going to remember. I was going to quote. I say it all the time. Why would you only leave one swallow in the orange juice? Why don't you swallow it and shut the fuck up? <laughs> hey, but you know what happened after that, right? What? Eddie Murphy, because he was the man on the Paramount lot at the time, had his own office building everything eddie murphy leaves the set goes to his trailer picks up the phone says i have a show Della reese and red fox and i want to shoot a pilot it was like fine click show sold that's all it was to it that's all it was to it was eddie saying Della, spread let's go so they go shoot the pilot and it was what was the name of the pilot um the royal family and it was a black family with the last name royal okay. and they were married and Lorenz Tate was one of the sons, and blah, blah, blah. And the show was a hit. Just the two of them, they had that chemistry. Right. I mean, hilarious. They did like five episodes, and Red had a heart attack on the set and died. Oh, really? Oh, that's what happened. And then, but people thought he was playing. Remember Elizabeth from Coming to Join mm-hmm. You, honey? Mm-hmm. So he did that pass. like, get up, fool! <laughs> and he was really dead. Really? Wow. On the set. I mean, he obviously didn't do, I'm coming, Elizabeth. <laughs> No, <laughs> he didn't but say he that. grabbed his chest they and it was too chest. similar. They thought he was fucking around. Yeah, you falling all over four chairs and shit. Yeah. Well, <laughs> hey, he's really committed to this comedy yeah. thing. <laughs> well, he was like in his damn 70s. They should have checked on his ass. Yeah, they was like, get your ass up. That's kind of like Andy Kaufman. For years, people thought, or they're like, okay. There's some people that still think. Yeah, yeah, they're like, okay, yeah. what's the, what is, is this an ultimate trick he's playing on everybody now? Yeah, yeah. Because he was such yeah. an odd. Yeah. Ball yeah. performance artist guy. Yeah. But uh, what's the other guy that had a heart attack on set from Three's Company? John Ritter. John Ritter. I was working on the Disney lot the day that that happened. Was he there? Yeah. What's that? Was he there? Yeah, he was on set. They, they okay. wheeled him from the set to the hospital. Wow. Yeah. You know, he, didn't really, he was like young, too. 50s. Young. He looked here. For years, he had that puffy face, though. He had some congenital heart thing. You know what? Then One that's detective. what it was. Then, yeah. then, that, that, yeah, then they knew. That's a shame. That he had a was heart he in his 50s? Home. I didn't think he was even that old. Yeah, and by the way, I checked Rich Little, 78. Okay. That's all? That's it. Okay. Yeah. He looks I, good. I don't think he was 90, but that's still pretty old. And to be to be performing, I mean, I don't know what I'll be doing at 78, but probably not this. <laughs> 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 
Maybe. I mean, you know, who knows? Yeah, People... I mean, it, it, I, I don't see myself doing this at 78 years. I'm back here now writing my movie. And after I finish this movie, I'm immediately starting on another one. That's what I want to do. Well, because, you know, and you, and you had to be a legend, you know, back in the day. And now, you know, nobody knows who anybody is, really. That should you know? be harder so, to be a success. It'd be hard to become today. a legend anymore. If yeah. like, I'm trying to get booked at 78. and be like, Tim, you, we, were, we were barely booking you at 42. <laughs> <laughs> Couldn't draw shit then. Why you bring it? And think about all the things to compete with now. By the time we're seven years, we like a hundred oh more God. things to compete with. Everybody going to be coming to see our 80-year-old asses. That's yeah, right. well, we better exactly. have, hopefully, some other 80-year-olds that come see us. I don't think people well, leave their true. rooms anymore by the time we're 80. They'll probably just sit It'll on It'll be there. called the Roller Men Tour. <laughs> <laughs> the three of us right back here 40 years from now. The Let's Rolling do in the Aisles Let's see what happens. Let's do it. Let's do it. Rolling in we got to give ourselves nice the heat, the, the freezer. <laughs> <laughs> the cooler king. <laughs> uh, anybody listening? The uh, the heat is uh, <laughs> singing Sam's along his name. His last, moniker. <laughs> yeah, his... last week I was at the Des Moines Funny Bone, and uh, Saturday night they were having all these festivals and shit, and it was super hot out. And uh, and we had a well, the first show was almost sold out, and they weren't expecting that. And uh, the lady. The manager, the general manager, goes, "Oh, the heat must have drove him in," and, and I was kind of like, "Well, what the fuck? Maybe it was me, you know?" And there, and then when I told Alicia that, she was like, "Well, you should have told them that's what they call you." <laughs> so, so all week long, um, they've been calling me the heat. And, Tim, the heat gather. Yeah, and one night Johnny told the sound guy to bring me up to the heat is on. And the first night, I didn't know. I was like, "What the fuck?" It didn't register what it was. And then after the show, they he brought it up again. And the heat is off. You know? <laughs> and the heat was on. <laughs> and, uh, and then I realized what it was. And then, uh, yeah. So I've had that damn song stuck in my head all week long. I've had Johnny plays uh, guitar and sings um, some original songs. And he's also got this bit about getting the words wrong in songs. <laughs> and one of them is... Uh, a gay pair of guys put up a parking lot. And that's been stuck in my head all week long. That and the heat is on. Alicia's got a song about short people got no reason to live. Um, that's been stuck in my head all week. Yeah. I'm walking around singing that out loud to myself. I'm going, why do I sing this song? Oh, that's right. Yeah. And that's been my opening joke this week. I'm going up and I'm like, I love Alicia, but that song's getting stuck in my head. I'm about to fucking kill myself. Sorry. <laughs> It's all good. Is there a Sharpie on that pen? Mm-hmm. Or a Sharpie on the table somewhere? I don't know. Oh, he brought it back. I don't know. Well, you uh, getting ready to sell Rich's merchandise? Uh, after the show. Okay. Okay, cool. He was just signing books all right. prior to the show. Okay. I had to start the show before I could. Okay. <laughs> all right. Just so the podcast people know that, that was Rich Little's assistant. Yeah, I'm pretty coming. sure we can edit that shit out, but okay. if we don't... Um, can't for some reason because I just got this new editing thing. Um, that was Rich Little's uh, assistant slash girlfriend, right? No, just assistant. Oh, just his assistant. girlfriend. I've heard this from the inside. He's got a 37 year old girlfriend who lives in uh, St. Louis currently. Wow. Nice. So, so he's 78, got Rich a 37 year old girlfriend. Yeah. I feel like another baby's on the way. <laughs> he's been yeah. married four times, but kind of like my Anything's father. Anything's possible. <laughs> What's that? Uh, they they say the older you get though the uh, how old is your how old is your dad? My dad's seventy five. Seventy five, and he has all healthy children. 
Yeah, these kids are really, our our family's very healthy. Okay. Knock on wood. Well, yeah, that's yeah. that's that's. Well, especially because there's four different mothers involved. Yeah. Okay. So we're that pretty lucky. That is good. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes the older you get, um, that it can be it can be like your. Oh, he told me he was worried about his was it? his last child. He goes, when you're my age having a kid, it's yeah the, the concerns go way up. But yeah. you know, knock on wood, very healthy kid. Yeah. He's excellent. What was that Bill Hicks line where he said, uh, "Maybe you were conceived with a weak sperm. Maybe you're." Maybe your dad was jerking off and your mom sat on it the last minute. Like, Jesus. That is one of the best burns I've ever heard in my life. (laughs) Conceived of the weak sperm. Um, What's your favorite part of doing stand-up comedy, Johnny? Honestly, it's the memory when you leave. I say, just looking and reminding yourself when you see people laughing. It's not like when people compliment you after the show, that's awesome. But when you're literally on stage and you're seeing people doubled over laughing, that sticks with you more than anything. Yeah. I mean, I do also singing songwriting, not involved with comedy, like serious singing songwriting, my own songs. And I get out there and it's cool. I get a nice vibe. Sometimes you get a girl looking at you or whatever. That's cool too. But I realize it, it's not quite, it's not even as rewarding as making people laugh, even that. And I do them completely independent of each other. So it's not like I'm a comedian singing. I just want to be known as a singer songwriter. I like it. But something about making people laugh, I, it just you guys know, it just stays with you. Yeah. You know, it's the best feeling in the world. I've tried to be more conscious about that lately, just looking at the crowd and, like, mm-hmm. kind of enjoying the moment, right. you know? Like, actually looking and being like, this is pretty cool what you're doing right now. Yeah, enjoying living, the moment. For a living. Yeah. Um, hard to do sometimes. Hard to stop and do it while you're on stage and being aware. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You're so busy, your next joke, next bit, what am I this, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Sometimes, though, there are those nights where it just feels really good and you're able to look around and be like... It's pretty cool. You know? mm-hmm. Yeah. And then sometimes the very next show, you're like, this sucks. <laughs> what is wrong with like these target people? target hiring. Yeah. Like, how come? How could the last show be so good and this would be so oh, bad? Man. We we had one of those this week, I feel like. I can't remember what night it was because yeah. we've done so no, there many was shows. A, there was that one odd odd crowd. Yeah. yeah it, was, it was Thursday night, actually. Was it Thursday? Thursday. That's the night my buddy Andy was in town. Oh, oh okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. The very first show. Mm-hmm. I can't stand when someone is seeing me for the first time and it's a crowd like that. I'm like, <laughs> and I was up there th- on stage thinking, you know, of all the things I could be thinking, I'm like, Johnny's friend, who I don't even know, thinking, <laughs> I was going to say, thinks I suck. Gonna, they keep mind. Don't give me a bad review. On yeah, exactly. Yeah. They keep mind. This wasn't like a terrible show, by the way. This is no. These Laugh Factory shows in Vegas are phenomenal. Yeah. It just compared to the other crowds of the week. Right. Uh, that was. But like they say in comedy, man, you're only as good as your last set. Because yeah. you know, like you said, one of us were talking about, we got it all figured out. We got it all figured out. Then you have a terrible shit. You're like, that's it. Yeah. It's target hiring. <laughs> yeah. And you usually don't have two bad shows in a row. No. So that's you know usually some solids. No, I think I was telling Johnny at, at uh, breakfast the other day that my friend Jason Dixon said, in this business, sometimes you go along. And again, not that anybody ate it this week or it was anything like that, but. You'll go along and you'll be thinking, well, I might not kill every time, but I'm not going to eat it anymore. And as soon as you have that thought, I'll be damned if, man, you're about, you're about to get your ass handed to you somewhere. Yeah. Um, what's your least favorite part of it, Johnny? I think that the downtime can get on me. Yeah. You know, I mean, I, I like downtime to a degree, but, you know, when you're away from home and you just got, you know, all day and. You hit the gym, you do some writing, you know, but, you know, yeah. I think, you know, I've traveled for 12 years pretty much straight, and which is great, I'm not complaining about it, but you reach a point where you go, man, it'd be nice, like like you said, write a screen, screenplay, and be able to exist and not travel, right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Exactly. And, and still be in the biz. It can, it can also be kind of depressing when you go on the road, like, my summer is just packed, and then 
and then I'm going to have a little, well, I'll probably end up picking up more stuff. But then sometimes when you, when you do it three or four or five weeks in a row, then there's a little bit of a depression when you're, when you go home and you're like, shit, what's my worth now? (laughs) Oh, totally. (laughs) You know, like where do I get any kind of, uh, uh, you know, totally. I I had, last summer I did eight straight weeks of cruise ships, you know, well, this is performing two nights a week. Eating for free, yeah. pulling into ports, taking all these excursions, whale watching, taking cool. hikes up in Alaska. So you did like 16 shows in eight weeks? Yeah. And probably made pretty damn good money. Pretty good. That's what I'm saying. I come back with a bank account full of cash and nothing really booked, yeah. you know, and I'm hoping... You, you feel like the world left you at the Yeah, and, and I'm yeah. like, yeah, you're like, and you're, you're like, oh man, I got to start hustling again. What am I... I got to get back to the grind. And My friend Craig yeah, Peters yeah. said, uh, someone asked him what, what being a comedian was like, and he goes, it's like looking for work every day. Yep, that's exactly <laughs> it. That's exactly it. What's your favorite and least, part of, least favorite part? My favorite part is the, the spontaneous, like, <clears throat> improvisational stuff that happens because we all know our routines at this point. Yeah. So it's got to be something that somebody gives you that you hadn't planned already and, and then you, it works. Last yeah. night you you had the most fun at the very end of your set that I've ever seen you have. You were going, yeah. you went off cuff. You yeah. got back to your closing joke but you were yeah. riffing yeah. with the audience and it was hysterical. Yeah, because a Japanese guy in the front row was saying stuff. I had two people that just wanted to say stuff. So, yeah. you know, then you're forced to say something back and luckily with the Japanese guy, he was so off the hook with his that it lets you just go there. You yeah. know, so I had fun with uh, with that. So something like that. And then I also like when you're getting laughs with something that you, you know, really crafted and you hope that it works. And then they laugh so long, you get a chance to think of a tag. Yeah. You know, or you have a joke you've been doing for years and then you're still adding to it. Yeah. Because you can, you can you know, create on the fly sometimes when you're having a good set. Yeah. What I like least about it is scrounging around for work. Yeah. You know, it's like, oh, you know, and then I hate the negotiations and all that stuff. So it's just the, 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 that you're constantly on a hunt for more work versus everybody else we know who goes to the same job as the same check. Yeah. And they don't have to worry about it. We're always trying to find the next gig. And Self-employed and the product you're selling is you. Right. <laughs> yeah. it's, 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 right. the, it's the only yeah, job right. where we have to we have to literally brag about every job we get. Like, hey, I'm working. <laughs> Imagine if everyone else is like, I'm going to work again at the mill today. <laughs> Picture got, of them walking the office. <laughs> yeah. Eight to five today, Monday through Friday. You got new stamps at the post office. Yeah. Sojourner Truths are in. <laughs> yeah. 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 So it's 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 frustrating sometimes, yeah. and especially like when, like I said, when you go from real busy to not busy at all, it goes from ninety to nothing, and you're like, "Well, shit, where do I get my worth from?" Yeah, I literally quit every month. Yeah, I do too. At I, least think I think most yeah. comics do. Yeah. I think I quit this week after the first show Thursday. <laughs> <laughs> like I quit. Oh, I got another show in forty five minutes. I can't. That's quit the thing. Day. That's the thing, and you get, and that's what I like about these shows too. Is if you didn't care for the first show for whatever reason, you can just redeem yourself in just a little while. And these shows go so fast, you know. Yeah. You do ten, you do twenty, I do thirty-five, and we are out. Yeah. Um, and I mean, they got a heart out too. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Like, well, how about how gold. fast did this week go? It's Sunday. Yeah. I was like, I'm, yeah. I'm already packed up. I'm like, I was just putting my clothes in. Yeah, I, I, this week's already over, and this week yeah, seems like it's gonna take forever because it's Monday through Sundays, two yeah. shows a night. Yeah. And I was telling Alicia yesterday, I was like, every time I'm here, I'm like, oh, I'll do that tomorrow. I'll do that tomorrow. I got 
it's only Tuesday. Shit, we've got till Sunday. And then before I know it, it's freaking Sunday. And I'm like, well, shit, man. It's over again. Yep. You know? I've done yeah. the same thing. Yep. Yeah. Or, it's true. Or, Coming or, with I'll, all this plans. I'm going to get this done. I'm going to knock this out. Wait, what? Yeah. yeah. I got this yeah. I got this new joke. Okay, I'm, I didn't do that tonight. I'm, I'm, I'll am i get it. It's only Tuesday. And then by Friday night, you're like, shit, I still haven't done that joke. Oh, I'll do it tomorrow. Well, now it's Sunday, and there's one I still haven't done all freaking week. So uh, yeah. I'm going to try to nail it tonight and uh sometimes I've, I've had shows here i've had sunday shows here that are just amazing so we'll see how tonight is you never know in vegas it's always a different crowd it's always you never know if they're gonna be like in a great mood because they've been at the pool drinking or if they're gonna be like you don't know if they're gonna be tired we were jam-packed on tuesday you know, yeah, Tuesday, 8 was jam. yeah, Monday. We have that thing going on this weekend. I think it took a lot of the people. Yeah, in the EDT, there's more yeah. uh, naked people walking around this hotel <laughs> than, <Yeah>. uh, <laughs> than I've seen in a minute. And Alicia, um, I'm surprised we're even still friends because she stole a gig from me this week. <laughs> Uh, she did. I did not. I, I was all set to do five minutes at the South Point Casino with an average age of about 82. And I'll be damned if Alicia didn't swoop in. No, the people that were booking it, um, I'd done it a few times and they wanted her on there. And, uh, and they had a, uh, more than one chef in the kitchen. so They, they actually offered it to Rich Little. I mean, Rich Little actually asked about it, but they said he was too young for the gig. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so I've been giving Alicia shit all week about, about stealing my, uh, stealing my gig. You're writing a movie, Alicia. How's that going? Yes, it's going great. I'm on page 64. Wow. And I said, when I got here, I was on like page 49 and I said, I want to be at page 60 before I leave. Because I have to set goals because I won't do anything. Smart. And so I'm I'm on page 64 and it's really going well. But creating is in a different, in this way, is exhaustive. Writing is painful. You know, pain I mean, out there, man. Yeah, you got to keep putting dialogue and strange characters, miles, and you know. But I'm, I'm, I'm at the end, 64. I'm, I'm stopping around the 90th page. So I'm really, I'm, I'm enjoying. It's, it's a labor of love, but I'm enjoying it. The best thing is to have an agent ready to read it when it's ready. Okay, so you do. Have so that's that. motivation. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, motivation. and she promised me a part in the movie too. Though. Yes, I prom- all everybody that I've worked with in stand up. I'm gonna make sure they get something, cause it's like we are like begging for crumbs, and then you got to audition with a bunch of people that they knew they already had the part cast, and they're yeah. wasting your time. So I'm like, nah, we out here grinding too hard. So I want to do like some of the other people do. They have their friends in the movies, mm-hmm. you know. So we all work together, we all grinding it out together, and I wrote it in a way that it's a bunch of quirky characters, so it's a bunch of parts. Yeah. You know, so um, I'm trying to think of like a kind of movie that I, like Airplane or yeah. um, there's something about Mary or, you know, just quirky, crazy stuff. Happening. Or like I told you, Adventures in Babysitting, okay. you know, that kind of thing. So it's all, it's, it's, it's enough room for people to get something. So uh, that's what that's what I was going to ask. So a, a, a screenplay is typically around 90 pages? A comedy. Comedy, okay. Yeah, dramas can be like 120. Well, shit, you're pretty close to being done then. 64. That's not too shabby. Yeah. I have like about maybe three big scenes left. Is this an idea you've had brewing for a while? And you find just... No, it's something that happened to me in an airport Oh, about two months ago. And I said, i got to turn this Based into a true movie. story. The whole yeah. thing. You're, the whole thing will yeah. happen in an airport. Well, the, the, the crux of it is coming came from my pain in an airport. Okay. And so that's the basis of the movie. But um, nobody had done it already, which I was shocked as I thought about it. And, um, you know, it's just it's time for me. I was, I was motivated because I was on YouTube 
watching some YouTube videos, and I watched the one with Dick Gregory. Okay. And he said something we all knew. But you know, sometimes when you hear something at the right moment, yeah. the light bulb goes off. And he said, the money is not in the stand-up, it's in the writing. Oh, yeah. Sure. You know, so I'm like, I know. So, yeah. <laughs> so I was yeah. like, let me sit down and create some intellectual property. Yeah, and so, that's so true. Yeah. yeah, and you know what sucks about, like, people that run comedy in general, for the most part, they know how much we all love doing it. Mm-hmm. And once they figure that out, they're like, well, we don't have to pay them that. They'll do it for this. And there's a lot there's a lot of good people in this business too who who just flat out who just try to give you fair money right off the bat. But there are some who they know we will try just as hard if we're making fifty bucks or a thousand bucks. We're right. still gonna try the, the same. And if you won't, somebody else will. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Yeah. These yeah. days yeah. especially. Yeah. Which is probably one of my least favorite parts, um, is the social media thing. Just having to brag about it all the time. You know, yeah. to me yeah. that gets well, trying to build up a following. Yeah. You know, you know. But what's so funny about what we do is if you hit it, now there's these exact same jokes we're telling yeah. are worth like a hundred grand over a weekend. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. And that's why we're all staying in and trying to hit this lottery. <laughs> yeah. And that and that's part of it too. You get a chance to play the lottery all the time. Yeah. You know, especially when you're in when you're in Hollywood. Those those uh spots stress me out a little more than, than being on the road. But uh it's because you never know who could possibly be there you know plus Um, there's the you know in hollywood it's a lot of the too cool for school they don't want to just sit back and relax and laugh they're all in the business yeah it's a lot Mm -hmm. different doing stand-up comedy and it's your clubs in la than it is to say vegas or you know des moines iowa yeah Mm -hmm. anywhere in the midwest um is is so much different um do you guys have a favorite place to do a comedy to do comedy i still like the comedy store uh just because i got my start there but i think the crowd's as far as just fun, young, and the Laugh Factory on, on, on Sunset and Boulevard, that's just a young, youthful vibe there. Yeah. You know, I've got an opportunity to open for Tim Allen there a few times. That's how I got passed by I've Jim. never gotten to see him do stand-up. I've heard he's awesome. Yeah, he's, dude, he's a crusher, man. Yeah. And like we, you talk about wearing a suit, uh, his assistant said, you got to dress nice. He considers it the office. Yeah. So you got to dress nice and do 15 minutes TV clean, which is no problem. I don't have a problem with that. But that was I'm putting on a suit going, ooh, suit? And then yeah. I realized I kind of like it. Yeah. I can like the feeling, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, and you get away with more shit wearing a suit. Yeah. Do you remember, uh, gosh, what was his name? He got his he got killed in a car wreck. His, uh, he beat cancer, and then he got in a car wreck. Oh, oh, Robert, Robert Schimmel. Schimmel, yeah. He, <laughs> he's wearing a suit, and he was he's got away with some dirty shit. He was so funny. He closed <laughs> one of his HBO specials with, uh, with a poop joke. <laughs> but it was a great one. He goes, uh, he goes, uh, Dad, I... I don't know how to tell you this, but I just took a shit and it's black. And he goes, well, Robert, I don't know how to tell you this, but I'm in a business meeting and you're on speakerphone. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, thank you, everybody. Good night. And he got a standing ovation. That guy was fucking wow. great. Yeah, he was great. Yeah, I opened for him one time yeah. in New York City. Guy beat cancer, had heart condition, all, all these health issues, beat every one of them. And then his yeah. poor daughter had just gotten her license, I think, or she was like, maybe not even, maybe didn't even have her real license yet. And they were out for a drive and got in a wreck and... Poor girl, man. That would suck, but he was great. Um, yeah, I don't let kids drive me anywhere. <laughs> yeah, I don't blame you. <laughs> don't blame my Uber driver got to look at least 50. I'm not getting in. You don't have kids, right, Lisa? No, I don't have kids. Johnny, no. Uh, but you want to. Yeah, at some point. Yeah. I mean. Yeah, the, I, I, I'm, uh, yeah you know what? There was a time when I wanted to, but Nanny, you can't beat them yeah. <laughs> without somebody rolling their eyes at you. 
So they just took the fun out of it. Well, that does that does scare me about like you know, cell phones and where things are right now. I mean, how are they going to be in ten or twelve, fifteen years? Oh, these kids are sending dick pics. They're doing their uh, uh, face. Uh, what do you call it? Uh, FaceTime and their coochie. Yeah. They're doing everything by eleven. Yeah, wow. no, exactly. By 11? So, yeah, oh yeah. I told you my friend is a substitute at a middle school. Get this. The middle school has um, elevators and they don't give the keys out because they're for the staff and the faculty. But they give a couple of the kids the keys because they're carting milk or whatever the hell up now. They said five teachers are waiting for the elevator. They open the door. This little girl is getting off her knees from just blowing a dude in the elevator. Wow. Oh, middle school. Good God. So yeah. I'm like, uh-uh. See, uh-uh. You yeah. see what I'm saying? Like, it's getting crazy, man. It's getting crazy. Jesus. And you can't be there 25 seconds. But there's a lot of people now homeschooling their kids. Yeah. Yeah. The homeschool yeah. kids were always, they always ended up being the weird ones, That's didn't true. they? I've got some cousins <laughs> that have been homeschooled, and, they've, and they, they're pretty normal. Are they okay. pretty yeah. They're pretty, I mean, it, it, at first I was like that, too. It sounds like cultish yeah. kind of. And, yeah. But I, I've talked to people, my ex-wife or her husband, her husband, <laughs> I was the husband. My ex-wife, her father owns a driving school where he teaches kids. 15, 16 years old, how to drive and all that stuff. And, he's, and just talking to him, he said all the kids that are homeschooled kids, they're the best kids that he, because he deals with all types of kids. Wow. Yeah. He was the homeschooled ones are the best ones. Yeah. Deal, but where do they with. get their socialization from? Well, like maybe sports. That's probably why they're oh, good okay. Church, you know. <laughs> yeah. well, and eventually. league or yeah. something. Yeah, you yeah. got to put them in something. Mm-hmm. Swim team or something like that. Oh, yeah, yeah, and like we were talking about the other day, like if a kid has a cell phone now and you want to be that parent who makes them wait till they're, at least 13 because they don't need one when they're eight years old um then they're the weird kid you know they're the kids with the converse like when i was this a kid. comic said that um <laughs> that uh <laughs> his kids they go to some school and, and the kids are like like you said they're nine and ten with cell phones he said one kid had a flip phone and they were like he's poor <laughs> <laughs> i was the poor kid because we didn't have a phone at all i was like anybody who has a phone bill is not poor yeah, you know, exactly. Like, <laughs> man, when I was in 7th and 8th grade, we never had a phone. And I used to I used to have this pay phone close to my house at a quick trip. And I would go up there and I'd be like, call me at exactly, <laughs> you know. And, I, and I'd be like, I'll call you exactly at this time. People come and try to use the phone. I'm like, what are you, you can't use my phone. This is my personal phone. You didn't have a phone in the house? <laughs> no. Really? No, we, we were broke a lot. Wow. Yeah, we got evicted a lot and uh, didn't have much, didn't have a phone a lot of time and I think I was telling you in the cafeteria the other day. Um, I was in middle. I remember being in middle school, and we were waiting for our, our rides. And somebody came and picked up this kid Emilio. And when he drove off, all these kids were like, "That's Emilio. He doesn't even have a phone. They're poor." And I remember thinking, like, "Emilio ain't the only one." <laughs> <laughs> uh, we're gonna have to wrap this up because Rich Rich Little's gonna about to get off stage. But um, I really enjoyed working with you guys. And uh, is there anything you would like to plug? Uh, I'm going to be in Reno at the Laugh Factory uh, August 1st through the, uh, I think, 1st through like the 6th or something like that there. Okay. Just my okay. website, johnnycardinelli.com, and Instagram is my uh, jam. You mainly work at, you mainly do like colleges, sometimes cruise ships, and you do, you do that's been, That's been stuff, my thing right? for the last, that's been more than clubs. Colleges have been my thing for the last 10, 12 years. Okay. Cruise ships are fairly that's new. Cool. I get them sporadically. And a lot of military stuff. Well, I've done 15 tours overseas, so I've been to 49 countries, cool. which is cool. 49 uh, countries? 49 countries. Really, it's really weird. I usually I go to this little tiny dive bar called Ellis Island after the shows. Just unwinds, karaoke. Just sit in the back and mm-hmm. chill out. And uh, I met up with a female comedian friend of mine yet last night. But the night before, I was sitting there. This guy comes up and he goes, dude. And I performed for him in Egypt in December. 
Wow. <laughs> I was just randomly was there, and he showed me a picture we took in Egypt huh. in oh, December. That's so so cool. yeah, really, really strange. But yeah, I'm gonna be actually doing a half hour set of the Ice House in Hollywood this Wednesday. Cool. So. All right. What's the date on that? I don't know. Whatever. Probably like the 21st or something. Yeah. 21st. Is, that's it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And where can people follow you? Just uh, johnnycardinale.com. Okay. Yeah. So they can find all your social media. All, uh, yeah. There's links and all that stuff. Okay. To the internet. And Alicia, what do you got? Cool. Um, I think like the week of July 21st is a Friday. I'm at the Fillmore Theater in Miami. We're doing this convention for the week called Miami Curves Week. Um, and then I'll be at the Reno, no, the Tahoe. Shit, I'm be somewhere. Find me <laughs> on uh, <laughs> either AliciaCooper.com or my Facebook fan page, A-L-Y-C-I-A Cooper. In the okay. meantime, I'll be working on my movie. Yeah, yeah. Please keep working on. You mean our movie? Our yes. movie, yes. Our movie. All my comic <laughs> friends are gonna get something. We are out here grinding too hard, and we ain't uh, doing all this audition mess. I can't stand it. If you like the person, give them the part. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Come on. What is all this dragging it out and driving on. all the way down here? Driving all the way down. And Thanks for. Okay, yeah. we saw you. Yeah. Like, you could have seen. And that. I mean, a, you you auditioned 50 people for a sentence. Mm-hmm. Point to somebody and give them that damn sentence. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I had I had an audition for Jim Jeffrey show. I just I was the guy I looked out the window and go, hey, how about the flowers? <laughs> okay, great. That was great. Great read, John. Thanks. All right. Then get it. I had great one read. line. See? That, yep. that 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 is so annoying. Great read. You're like, yeah, thanks. <laughs> I really had to I really had to dig deep for that one. <laughs> Fuckers. Don't yeah. know my character. Anyway, uh, all my dates are on timgathercomedy.com. i got a busy summer, so uh, check that out. And, uh, yeah, I've had a pleasure uh, working with you guys. So we, we got, got a pleasure working with you, too, Heat. We, uh, heat, <laughs> it's been a great week. It really has. We got, I, we I got, emailed Harry the first night. I go, dude, this is going to be a fantastic week. This, this is a really good lineup. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I think we should go everywhere together yeah, from now on. Yeah, so. we're all different, and uh, yeah. we're all funny in our own way. And, uh, yeah, so I've had a good time. we got two more. we got to we got to Sunday night shows. You're right. Sometimes Sundays. Yeah. You, everything for some reason it feels like the press. Up, it sometimes are the funnest shows of the week. I filmed my special here on a Saturday, and on Sunday, um, because all that stress was off me, it was probably the best show I've ever had in my life. Wow. Just because like half of it was just crowd stuff, and I was so comfortable that I was, like they were all at my house, and I was drinking with them. You know, it was just right, I was right. eating cookies on stage and shit. I mean, it was a lot of fun. It was. <laughs> that should be yeah. the name of your next DVD. Yeah. Eating cookies, on stage. <laughs> eating cookies with cookies. the heat. <laughs> all right. Well, God bless you guys. Thanks for coming. Uh, thanks for coming on the podcast, and uh, we'll talk soon. Take care. Thanks. Bye. We'll see you in the social media world. Yeah, we will.